Let's get ready to study God's Word. another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker and today's devotional study is entitled Hiding in Different Ways. Please be sure to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our Bible study resources, our previous episodes, and much, much more. Our passage for this study is Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Before we get into this short study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer and Bible study. We invite your presence to be with us right now to give us wisdom and understanding. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and help us to rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 3, 8-10, Hiding in Different Ways. In this study, we're going to look at a number of ways that the Bible discusses the concept of hiding. Some of these ways are good and some of them are bad. If you look at the story in Genesis 3, you notice a lot of things that are are more interesting in how it's written than in how we normally interpret it. Most of the pictures that you see have Adam and Eve hiding among flowers, but... The Bible says that they hid among the trees of the garden. So Adam and Eve found themselves in a position where they had violated the command of God. And because of that, when they heard God, their sin made them ashamed. And they hid themselves. They did not want to have to face God. There was fear. There was shame. There was guilt, a lot of new emotions. They didn't learn a lot of good things by eating that tree. Right? They did not learn a lot of good things. If you look carefully, the very first thing that they learned, that the Bible shows that they learned, was that they were naked. Right? Verse 7, chapter 3, verse 7 says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Well, they got skills, right? They immediately figured out how to make clothes, although they didn't pick the best materials. That's one hiding. Genesis 3 highlights for us one way in which we can hide from God. When there's fear, Jonah did a similar thing where he ran from God, not because he was afraid of God, but he was afraid of the mission that he had. He did not want that mission. 
And he ran away from God. He tried to hide from God. He fled, went in a different direction. He was told, bought passage on a ship, went into the bowels of the ship, and went to sleep. Um, now, he's a prophet. He should know better that God could see him. But we tend to be quite irrational when we are not operating in harmony with God's will. So it's not surprising that we choose to do things that are really silly. Adam and Eve, they had a, I'll give them a little bit of slack because they had a lot of new emotions that they were contending with. Shame with nakedness, fear of punishment, guilt at doing wrong. They had never experienced these things before. All of these would threaten to overwhelm a person the first time they're having to deal with them. Then they hear the voice of God. That's not what you want to have to deal with. So guilt for sin, guilt for nakedness, shame. And so they ran. So we have times in the Bible where people hid themselves to avoid things. Saul, King Saul hid himself when he was selected to be king. He initially hid himself among the stuff. There are times where we run away from a responsibility or a challenge and we try to hide. We have um, the spies who were visiting Rahab who hid. Right? So hiding is, is not uncommon. Children learn how to hide very early, although they're very... <laughs> Children are as bad at hiding from adults in the early going as we are at hiding from God. Children hide in the most terrible ways, mostly exposed. Um, and the moment you pretend you can't find them, they get concerned and I'm here. But there's an innocence about the way that children hide that is lacking in our response to God when we are hiding. So that's one way. There's a second hiding. Right? So the first one is running from God or running from responsibility that's God-given. But there's a second hiding. In Exodus 33, verses 21 through 23, Exodus 33 is a very nice passage. In Exodus 33, Moses asks God if he can see his glory. And the Lord says, well, you can't see my face and live. Right? Which is... Is it interesting? Sure it is. Moses says, let me see your glory. The Lord says, no man can see my face and live. Which means that God's glory is manifest in his face more so than anywhere else. In fact, let's go over and look at that. Let's go to Exodus 33. And we are going to start in verse 18. Well, let's start in 17. So we have names of people and not just pronouns. Exodus 33, 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing. So Moses has already asked for a certain thing. I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Verse 18. And he said, this is Moses speaking, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, this is the Lord speaking, 
I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, still God speaking, continuing, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Now, that's an interesting sentence here. Moses never asks to see his face, not outright. But if we've learned anything in our study, we've learned to read between the lines biblically. God is speaking in 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, Moses is speaking in verse 18, and he said, I beseech thee. God is speaking in 19, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And God is speaking in 20, and he said, thou canst not see my face. But there's no 19.5 where Moses said anything. But we know that the Lord can read minds. We know that the Lord can read minds. It is very interesting that this is not simply recorded as thou canst not see my face without the introductory and he said something has transpired between 19 and 20 that's not directly recorded but we need to show that the lord spoke again and then 21 god again speaking the lord said behold there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand that thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. This is an awesome prayer and request. Moses has asked for something really special and the Lord has said, I will do it, but in a way that won't destroy you. And I cannot do it in the way you would really like to see it done because that would destroy you. But, but trust me, I'm going to do it for you and it will still be awesome. It will still be awesome. And so here it is the Lord who is offering to hide Moses. The Lord is saying, there's a rock here and I'm going to hide you in this rock. And I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Now, <laughs> there's so many awesome parts about this. All of God is awesome. God is awesome in his entirety, right? Just like God is everywhere. God is awesome in his entirety. And yet God concentrates himself in certain ways. Because there are places in the Bible where God definitively marks his presence in a way that's different from other places. Right? So when, when God tells someone the place where you're standing is holy ground, he means I am concentrating myself here more than other places. When God says you can see me and you can see my glory and you can look at my back and I'm going to put my hand over you to cover you, but you can't see my face, what he's saying is that his face contains a concentrated element of his goodness and 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 glory more so than his hand or his back because his hand covering moses is not going to destroy moses and moses is going to get to look at his back even though we'll notice later 
that when he does so in Exodus 34, he immediately falls down to worships. I mean, God, even the glory of his back is, is excessive. But his hand is protective of Moses. It doesn't destroy him. God's glory. Why is it that when we speak to people, we want to see them face to face? Right? That's an important consideration. We want people, you know, look into my eyes. We convey to people who we are when they can see into our eyes. And so the glory of God, which is the character of God, is most clearly represented in the eyes of God, in the face of God. And God is saying to Moses, that's too much for you to deal with right now. <laughs> you are not in a state where you could deal with that. Right? You are not in a position without a glorified body. You could not endure this very special thing. And think about that. Because if, if God gave it to him, he'd be destroyed. Now, God could resurrect him, but, you know, why go through all of that? There'll be time enough to see me face to face. Right now, I will answer your prayer request to the extent that it is safe for you. And in recording that, he tells us awesome things about who he is and how he operates. So this is God offering to hide us. God is offering to hide us. And that's one way to be hidden. When we come to appreciate this aspect of God, then we can ask for him to hide us. In Psalm 32, 7, the psalmist says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Psalm 119, 114 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. And we are promised in Psalm 91, 1 and 2, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a hiding. And it's hiding with God. It's hiding in God. It's not hiding from God. It's hiding in God. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Right? That is hiding. That Those two verses in Psalm 91 go along with Psalm 32, Thou art my hiding place. And also Psalm 119, 114, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. Right? So you see that the Lord is our refuge, our fortress, our shield, our buckler, our protection. We have to come to the place in our Christian experience where we are not hiding from God, but hiding in God. And when you're hiding in God, you're also hiding with him. We need to hide his word in our heart, which is also found in Psalm 119. But we definitely want to be able to flee to our source of refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. We need to be able to hide in God. And this is what the Lord offers us, a way to move 
from the position that Adam and Eve held to the position that Moses asked for. Moses wanted to be exposed to God. God says, I have to hide you from myself to some degree. But he also promises us that as we draw close to him, as we draw near to him, as we abide in him, we will be able to hide in him and with him. That's our promise. And we should hold fast to that because things on this planet are not getting better. They are steadily getting worse. And if we do not have an eternal rock-solid hiding place, the storms and tempests of this world will beat upon us mercilessly. The enemies of this world or our enemies in this world will assail us viciously. But if we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, we will abide under the shadow of the Almighty, which is a hiding place. And it's the best hiding place possible. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your goodness, and your provision for a proper hiding place. Help us that we will not try to hide from you, but we will try to hide in you and with you. Help us, Lord, that we will move forward by your grace. Give us peace and comfort and deliverance. Strengthen us and help us to know that we always have a hiding place that we can flee instantly to, just like the turtle in his magnificent shell. We have a place that is impenetrable, that where the forces of evil cannot assail us. And we ask you to help us to understand these things, help us to appreciate them, help us to hold fast to those promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. Please feel free to contact us via email at BibleQuestions at ASPZone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're finding this channel to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others. And always keep our ministry in your prayers, please. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.